The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, Hey there listeners, this is Sarah. This is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband. It is. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us a shot here. If you're yep. new, we appreciate it. We have quite an episode for you today. Pretty famous case. If you are into true crime podcasts, true crime shows, you've probably heard of this one. It's pretty famous. um, Pretty terrible story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really just... It's really terrible. Yeah. Great for psychology or psychiatrists to study what the hell goes wrong with human minds. Sometimes really terrible things. Um, we're going to go back quite a few years to start to all the way to 1971, which believe it or not, is even before our time. It is. We're pretty old. Yes. We are pretty old. This was, yeah, it wasn't even a thought. No. Mm -mm. It's happier times in our parents' lives. (laughs) My mom and dad had just gotten married in 1970. Mine got married in 1972. Yeah. 70. Like 70 also. Yes. Yeah. They were just living. They were happy and living it. Yeah. Before terrible children came their way. Right. Terrible children. Sorry, you guys. So 1971, I try to look at some pop culture, but since I didn't live it, I don't remember. But some things people were well, watching. Speaking of pop culture, last was it last week or two weeks ago yes. when we did 1987? Yeah. Right after we got done recording, I was like, oh my God, my dad sent me the 87 twins. Yeah. Whatever. Play we didn't me. even mention the and twins. And I was like, Jesus, that what was, kind of a yeah. fan am I? That was our whole lives. October. <sighs> so I am I sorry, 1987. We embarrassed the twins. I, I am embarrassed. Yeah. To be a Minnesotan. Right. For not talking. Can you hear me? I am. We have a booze drink. Do you, are, you, are you surprised? Yeah. What? So here's to 1987, the 87 to 91 twins. Here you go, twins. Good for you, twins. Love you. In 71, nothing happened. Except... We did have a great movie called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, Ooh. that was 71, yeah. huh? Yeah, I always thought that movie was weird. I didn't. I like loved it, it so really? well, yeah. much. Well, you also yeah. went to He Man chat room. So. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Uh, a movie that is quite um, fitting in our times now came out called Andromeda Strain, which was a novel by Michael Crichton, oh, yeah. who did Jurassic Park. That came out in. 71? Well, Michael Crichton wrote the book oh, the before book. that, yeah, but yeah, the movie came yeah. out in 1971, oh, which is the really? story of a it. meteor that falls to Earth, and it has an organism on it, and it lands in this town in Arizona, Okay, and the town gets wiped out. Everyone in the town dies, either right away or within a few minutes, and the only survivors are a very young newborn baby and a very old man. So scientists go to the town, they take the meteor... They take the bacteria on the meteor, 
and they take the old man and the baby and they bring them to this like underground science bunker and try to figure out what the hell is this and why is it killing people and why did these two people survive and it's very exciting it's actually interesting who is in that movie do you know um no just no one yeah but it was really good i mean it's a great story and especially just something that Hmm. little bacteria that can go in and just kill someone instantly so they had to figure out why did two why other two survivors and then okay uh watch it to find out Dirty Harry, I never saw it, but mm. Clint Eastwood. Duel, Steven Spielberg's first directorial movie. Really? It was about mm. this semi that you never really see the driver, but this guy is just driving his regular car, and all of a sudden he pisses off the semi driver, and the semi driver goes nuts and starts tailing him and like harassing him and following him. And the whole movie is just this little tiny car being chased by the semi, but it's Steven Spielberg made it like so interesting that it really got him then he got because of that movie he got hired to direct jaws and then it kind of took off from there but it's a pretty good like thriller movie hmm. it's being chased by a horribly horror scary semi okay and the movie harold and maude did you ever hear about that one i did but i've never seen harold it. is a very young young is it like young a Woody man Allen? no oh, and no. maude is a very old woman and they have a love affair oh. so maude is a thousand years old and harold is like 20 and they have a love affair <laughs> it's very weird so um, um sophia oh. and golden girls would always talk about how she would try to pick up young dudes at a showing of harold and mod <laughs> she would try to hook up with young guys that went to see 20 that movie. year old obsessed with suicide and a lovable yes. fun loving 80 year old eccentric yeah and they just they meet Fall at a in love. It's romance. <laughs> it's romance. You can be 20 and love an 80-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. It got a Golden Globe for... Oh, it was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor. I guess. Hmm. Okay. And then TV was things like Bewitched. I loved Bewitched. Yeah, I Even with too. the two Darrens. Yep. And Paul Lind as the uncle. Yeah, I, lo- I loved it. Yep. Uh, Carol Burnett show, which is the mm-hmm. best. Sunny and Cher oh. was on. Mary Tyler Moore, mm-hmm. great show. Hee Haw, dude. Hee Haw was um, on a long time. Who didn't love Hee Haw yeah. from the farm? Right, of course. And Bonanza, Minnie Pearl. Oh my gosh! And they would pop up and they'd tell yes. those jokes, oh. and then they'd pop out of the cornfield. Who was that or dumbass with the hat with the tag on it or whatever? That was Minnie oh. Pearl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So this is the year we're entering. Where, um, but just wait. You forgot music because music was really, really good. good. Yeah, in '71. So Rod Stewart's "Maggie May." Oh, that's so good. That's my husband's um, his karaoke song. Oh, wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. And then take me home, country roads. John Denver, mm-hmm. um, Carol King. She was great. Yeah. yeah. It's too late, baby. Oh, now it's great. too late. Though we really, really good. Did. I saw her yeah. on Broadway. Really? Yeah. Oh, she did her show. She was in, well, she was in Blood Brothers in like 1994 or 1985 with David Cassidy. Oh, my and God. And I saw Carol oh. King and David Cassidy. Yeah, it was amazing. 
Yeah. And then um, Rolling Stones. Brown sugar. Why don't I really so good. good. Yeah. Makes so it for you having song. to go see Harold and Maude. Tr- oh, my God. This It looks Dirty bizarre. Harry. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So this murder, this episode, it's a forensic files. It is called the list list murders. <laughs> Thank so you, you may, for that very yeah. precise pronunciation. Right. You may have heard of this story before, the story of John List mm. and the fact that he murders was his very entire mentally ill family. Yes. So it is a, actually a pretty famous, like I said, pretty famous story. If yeah. you, if you are a, a true crime right. podcast fanatic, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, we're supposed to take <coughs> out coffee. It's been stuff. covered by our faves. My favorite murder. Um, what else was it on? What was that? Sword. It probably was. It's it's probably been on quite a lot because it's a yeah. fascinating story. It's just so weird. It's very right. bizarre. It's very sad, too. I don't know you how we're going to make this funny. Yeah, it's can, a good thing we've had a few drinks. Cause... Right. You can dig up a few facts online, too. They probably go more into it. You can go more into the trial. and Yeah, Google. No what more does details. syphilis have yeah. to do with the list murders? Yeah. Syphilis good and luck. Tiffany windows. Yeah. Good and luck. And being a huge churchy dick. Yeah. And hating exactly. your mother. This gives Lutherans a right. bad name. It does. We go to Westfield, New Jersey. So John List, at the time our story starts, is 46 years old. He is married. He's an accountant. He lives in a giant house that actually has a name. Yes. And he has three children. 16-year-old Pat, who's a girl. She's into acting. Patricia, yep. 15-year-old John Jr. Mm -hmm. and 13-year-old Fred. What are, what's going on? I'm like choking to death here. What What's going on? I don't know. Do you I, need? <laughs> I'm okay now. Do you need to take your time? Yeah. Do we need to stop the recording? No, we're okay. Do you I think? Do you have a fever? No. Should okay. I take you to a drive-through COVID beer. testing? Okay. No, I'm okay. Okay. So his wife's name was was Helen. Good old Helen. And he had his elderly mother. Alma, yeah, who lived in the third floor, which was like a little kind of mother-in-law suite, which, little apartment. Why would they put the mom way up on the top of the mansion? Right, she's a thousand years old. She, she can't walk it up and down the on stairs a, in a one-floor, oh, no. like house out but back. Come on, I have a feeling you Jeff. didn't like her very much. Yeah. You have a feeling? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder what gives you that idea. Yeah. Okay. So neighbors get suspicious when one month goes by. And they're still dying. You know, no, <laughs> there's no sign of activity from the house at all. In fact, they described, as I looked up, they described that the lights were on day or night inside the house. And eventually, lights would burn out and rooms would just become randomly dark. And mm-hmm. it was pretty creepy. And the kids aren't going to school they're not going to work. They're not seeing anyone out in the yard. No one's going anywhere. The List family had told people that they were going away for a time to visit an el- a friend who was sick in another state or like a sure. family member yeah. who was sick. 
So they did tell people they were going to be gone. They called the kids out from school or whatever. But then they just... A month was too long. Right. There's no activity. They're not... The friends are not hearing from... No one's hearing from them. Yeah. So the police are called to do kind of like a welfare check to go in. So the police arrive at the house. Everything's closed up, but they see lights are on. They can hear music... A funeral dirge. Yes. And they actually have to get into the house. They go all around the house. No one's answering. They're knocking on the doors, knocking on the windows. They have to get in through an unlocked window. So the police get into the house. It is freezing cold. So this is December in New Jersey. So it's freezing. There doesn't seem to be heat on or it's really low. Like I said, there's classical religious music, again, described like you said, a funeral dirge type of music. Like that, again, that scary music from the Julia Roberts movie where the husband plays the scary music. Sleeping with the Enemy. Sleeping with the Enemy. So this terrible... But it's been going on for a month. So they walk in and they're like, what the hell? The radio is on. Right away. They have... they smell a faint a smell. smell. They smell a smell of decomposing flesh, which nobody ever wants to smell. Uh, Terrible. Yep. They go into the ballroom. So they had a ballroom in this house. Yes. This is how big this house was. It was a giant mansion. They had a ballroom, a huge ballroom, and the shit hits the fan. And they, they walk probably into the ballroom. They they had to. Yeah. They walk are, into the ballroom with the crazy. Funeral classical music playing yes. over the speakers in the house. Cold, dark. And they see Yes. Four bodies rotting, laid out on the floor in sleeping, in sleeping bags. bags. Just awful. And Forensic Files shows actual pictures of this. I Usually wrote, they cover it and they showed they I showed wrote, these oh pictures. my God. Yeah. Pretty graphic. It oh, the little kids, because these are kids. Well, yeah. I was more concerned with Helen's eye. Oh, she, yeah. Blown out. Well, she had a yeah. crazy eye to begin with. Yeah, because I think it, she was, they said maybe because had this. this, this yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. wide open when oh. she was dead. It was horrifying. Don't go back and look, no. but do it. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, but don't. So if you have a. Uh, queasy stomach or you can't take it do not i mean these sleeping bags were blood episode so because it is alarming and it's sad because they yeah. are babies right. and there was yeah. drag mark bloody drag marks all throughout the house them. so they yeah. were dragged bloody dead into the ballroom the family is laying there the right. wife helen and the three children just right. four bodies no right. fred they go upstairs to check the whole house they go upstairs, and Elma, mother, is dead. She's just laying there. She's shot in the head, and she's left in the hallway. On the third floor right. in her apartment. Yeah. She is not dragged So she's down. not to the ballroom. No. Um, they also found tons of paper towels, right. and bloody paper towels in the garbage. Yeah, in the kitchen. So in the kitchen. There was yeah. a bloody mop in the sink, blood yes. all over the kitchen. So it looks like there was a cleanup job happening. Bloody paper towels everywhere. In the den they finally go into, they have police find two guns. 
Can you even imagine, like, okay, I guess I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I burned through what this one gun. What else am I going to find? Right. I already have a family dead. And- right. Bloody drag marks from the kitchen to Ugh. the ballroom, a dead m- grandma upstairs, bloody paper towels. So they find these two guns and they find a, a letter. letter. So the letter pretty much tells them. And the letter is to the pastor because right. I don't know if we mentioned this yet, but... They one of the things Lutherans. yes that this family was known for the list family was that they were devout lutherans very religious so john list grew up with a very religious may family. also be lutheran this seems like a crazy lutheran i don't know i'm an easy lutheran yeah, i'm an elca this is free and let everybody you no, know, live this and love. Lutheran seems this could be different. a Wisconsin or Missouri Synod yeah. Lutheran. It seems like Mama they're giving, List. Yeah, my people. Apparently. Maybe it was a little bit hard on John List, and it came out in some there alarming could have ways. Been a lot of yeah. issues, just here, like Ed but, Gein and his mama ooh, and Norman and Norma. Bates. Yes. So he wrote a letter to his pastor, and right. this is the letter that they find. So the letter says, "Hey, pastor." <laughs> I know what I did here is wrong. <laughs> Pretty much saying, whoops, you know what? I messed up. I, did, I committed I a crime here. I not think he, he said whoops. I think yeah. he was No, just he like, pretty much just said he knows know, what he did is wrong. This is a sin, but these were he all He does sinners. admit that mother was too heavy to move. So he didn't even, <laughs> I think mother was going to, she shot her in the face instead of the back mm-hmm. of the head like the rest of his family. Well, except for one son, which we'll get to. That um, was the P.S. though. Right. So he wrote this whole letter yeah. like I killed so what, all my yeah. kids, my wife, whatever. P.S. Mother's in the upstairs hallway in the attic. She was too heavy to move. Right. So his story in the letter Ooh. was pretty much that List I gotta pour lost myself some more. his banking job. What I found out is that for months he lost his job because... He was so freaking weird. He weird. He, every, he lost jobs constantly yeah. because he was so damn weird and he couldn't mm-hmm. talk to people who couldn't socialize. He was mm-hmm. super creepy and super weird. Well, duh. So he was pretending to go to work. He would leave every morning and tell Helen and the kids he was going to work, like take a bus mm-hmm. into New York or whatever and just sit at the platform and then take the bus home. Like a weirdo because he couldn't admit he didn't have a job again. They had this huge house. So obviously money problems. But I don't know why selling the huge house wasn't an option option here. He was very concerned that his family might have to go on welfare. He was concerned that his children were not wanting to go to church. So that freaked him out. His daughter wanted to be an actor. And to him, that was incredibly immoral. Come on. There's worse things. This guy... So he had to kill had his issues. family so that they could go to heaven while there was still a chance because he was afraid of them not going to church and not going to heaven. So it made sense to him to kill them now so that they could go to heaven. And he couldn't kill himself because when you commit suicide, you don't go to heaven. Hmm. Um, sir, I have a feeling there's another, there's other issues and this is not really the no, truth. sir. Because murder is wrong. also a sin. You I'm not sure. have got this all wrong. That was the best choice. Mm-hmm. And you are not yeah. their savior. No. So John List was so socially awkward that, like I said, he lost multiple jobs. He lost his banking job. He never told his family. He would pretend to go to work. 
He stopped paying all the bills. The house was in foreclosure. He decided he had to do something before his family saw that he was a failure because that in his brain was worse than anything else. The image, his image to his family, his image to his neighbors, his image to the town and the church. Yeah. Right. So being a psycho murderer didn't is okay, but losing his job is you just can't have that. Again, the brain is broken. Right. If you Obviously. think you are saving your family by murdering them, I that's think a he broken brain. was murdering them so he could take off and start over somewhere else. Obvious, but he really in his brain, he all couldn't of live. Weird. Yes, he yeah. couldn't live with this life that he, that could, he yes. had created, and it blew up in his face because he's such a socially he, yeah. awkward dork. So that day, the children went to school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wife comes into the kitchen. Helen shoots her right away in the morning, shoots her in the head. So he drags her into the ballroom in a sleeping bag. And then he goes upstairs right away, shoots his mother right square in the face. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much just leaves her where he fell. She's so it says heavy. a lot about She's what he felt heavy. about mom. Yep. He went to the bank, cleared out his bank account, took all of his money, goes back home. So Pat, the daughter, comes home, shoots her in the head, drags mm-hmm. her in the ballroom. 13-year-old son, yeah, yeah comes home, shoots him, puts him in the ballroom. Then he drives to the school, attends 15-year-old John Jr.'s soccer game, cheers him on, drives him home, and tries to shoot him in the kitchen, but John realizes my dad has a gun in my face Mm -hmm. and fights him Mm -hmm. so he ends up fighting him running down the hallway he ends up john falls or something and he ends up shooting him 10 times in the head and in the torso just to make sure he's dead i think you got him john you idiot right and drags his body in a sleeping bag and lines him up perfectly, like, lined up in the ballroom with these bloody streaks. And then decides to start trying to clean up the kitchen. I don't know why. No, He goes around go, the John. house to all of oh the family God, portraits yes. and takes, cuts out his picture so that mm-hmm. police have no picture of him to use because he knows they're going to come after him. Okay, then he's thinking, every he's thinking picture. ahead. He knows he's going to go take off and hide. Cuts himself out of every picture, which, again, is horrifyingly creepy. My God. All the while, the funeral dirge is playing. This creepy dead body music. Blood smelly, everywhere. rotting bodies. Blood everywhere. So when the news of the murder hits, he already has a month-long head start on the police. Right. So neighbors pretty much say John List was odd, reclusive, and a, like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like a huge, super weirdo. Like they didn't socialize. No. They didn't have a lot of friends. No. Two days later, they find Liss' abandoned car His wife at... had that weird Yeah, eye. Yeah, and rumor has it, brought up by Liss' defense yeah. attorney, that she had the old sifts. <laughs> <laughs> she had the syphilis from her but first so- husband. Oh. But wouldn't Josh have... I mean, Josh. John, John or Josh. syphilis? Syphilis? Correct. Wouldn't he get the cysts? They um, had three children, so he We need to be clear on this. Had some intercourse. There have... There were rumors, I guess, and there have been reports, and yes. it was also brought into evidence, right? Right. That eventually, At the trial. Which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. that Helen was partially blind... Right. Because of advanced syphilis. syphilis. 
that she got from her first so husband. So the wife yes. of John and her, like I said... She had that eye. That eye was not mm, right. She had a sif's eye. I am sorry. <laughs> Helen, I we're am sorry. I am sorry, Helen. You didn't deserve any of this, You Helen. didn't deserve it at all. Your two husbands were dicks. Yes, Helen. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry about that and your eye. So the car is abandoned in an airport, but there's no sign that he took a plane anywhere. And... Again, he has this month-long head start. So they have no clue where he went. So now it becomes a nationwide murder investigation. There's a nationwide murder warrant. Because sometimes warrants can just be one state. So if you find the guy like in another state, you might not be able to take him in, even if there is a warrant for him. So Also, do you know this? So like they were saying John Emo List yeah. was... Okay, well... Then I, they flash it across the screen, and E M I L was his middle name. Yeah. That's Emil. That's how you say that word. Why do they keep saying Emil? I don't know. Like I have an uncle. Maybe it looks like Emil. I thought it was Emo, and I thought, boy, he that's, is Emo. They kept saying Emo. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, who names their kid Emo? But he when they put emo. it up, I was like, that's Emo. Yeah, I have an uncle they Emo. Don't know. Is that were they just they didn't know dumb? the pronunciation? Okay. Or, him. or was my family wrong in their no, pronunciation? No, maybe. All kids possible. <laughs> Emo, my family's never Emo. wrong. John Anal Emo List. or it's Amol. Yeah. Okay, so that's his name was John Amol List. And he yes. was a murderer. He was. Yeah. So now they're thinking, did John go off somewhere and commit suicide? Because or part, is he living in the Midwest? People who annihilate their families... Yeah. Sometimes, There's a percentage yeah. of people who are family annihilators that actually commit suicide, and then the other half take off, take off, and live. They in don't life. know which one he is. Right? Yeah, he's one of the two. Yeah. So we go eighteen ahead. years. Years. Eighteen years. Every year, investigators would try to republish the case, put it on the news, put it in the newspaper. Five year anniversary. Ten year anniversary. Have you seen this guy? All the while, they have one weird picture of him that's not updated. Because he clearly, if he's still alive, he could change his appearance. He's getting older. And he had cut himself out of every picture Right. So they just the have house. one little so picture they, they could like find. Some church photo. So like I said, 18 years go by. And they have no clue where this guy is. And America's Most Wanted, a show yeah. on TV, decides to do a story. They get... They agree to do a story on John List. And they actually interview John Walsh. Yes. In this Forensic he, Files episode. Yeah, created yeah. America's Most yes. Wanted because of his, his child son. was yes. killed. So they use this picture, but they say, well, he's 18 years older. He could look different. He's going to be older. He might, this appearance might be totally changed. So we come again to a forensic sculptor who is going to take his appearance in the picture and age him 18 years. And they're going to use this bust that's aged to 18 years. And hopefully people can maybe see, okay, it's not, they're not looking at a photo that's 20 years old anymore. This is what he might possibly look like. And maybe he's your creepy neighbor or that weirdo that you see at church. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, God, this guy's weird. He's weird. Um, now, two weeks ago, yes, when we did Bungie. the episode on Bunchy, yes, her um, skull was you made may into remember 
that there was also a forensic anthropologist who did some reconstruction reconstruction with clay. um, And it was horrifying. It was really bad. Horrifying. This man, Frank Bender. Yeah. Was actually an artist. He was an artist. He, I'm, I'm going to say Bunchy. Get a new job. Find a, a new profession. Quality. Your yeah. clay face looked like a monster in right. a Jean Shallot wig. Thank God for wheelie porn cock. <laughs> who saw through that horror. I don't know how she did it. Yeah. But this guy, Frank Bender, made a clay face. That looked like a face. That was worth. Yeah. It didn't Every, look like a monster. No, it was amazing. Right. He did a great job. I get it. And he put so much effort and thought. So he talked to a very creep, creepy, creepy psychologist. His name was Dr. Richard Walter. If you've ever seen the Buffy, the vampire episode with the gentleman, the floating creepy old guys in the suits Mm. they take sound away from the town and then they go and kill people and take their hearts and no one can hear them scream no no look up buffy gentleman he looks just like a buffy gentleman (laughs) or lurch like sarah michelle sarah Sarah michelle geller's buffy Buffy? they did a show called the gentleman and this creepy monsters that floated gentlemen Yeah, this is what Dr. Richard looked like. He a looked weird and he acted yeah. weird. I wrote just very weird. Odd. I wrote Buffy, Gentleman, or Lurch. So weird. Um, yeah. He gave some very detailed, though, psych profile that helped with his strict Lutheran only child upbringing, domineering mother. We do have a Norman Bates, Ed Gein mm-hmm. situation here. He aged him gave him some jowls he looked also at so not only pouty mouth yes he did downturned lips like thinking that the stress of knowing that you had killed your whole entire family um it you know could do this he was angry he was frustrated um they he also frank bender the clay face anthropologist guy um also looked at pictures of his of John List's mom Parents. and dad to yeah. see. So kind of looked, her, you know. And he looked a lot like his dad. So you right. could kind of see that his dad had jowls and right. how his face aged. And so he used that as well. He put a lot of thought into it. It was very, very detailed and intricate. Right. Where he really hit a home run, though, was this the was glasses. Amazing. Nuts. He, had, he knew his glasses would change. So John List kind of had a thin pair of glasses twenty in this picture from 20 years ago. And they had those black on the top. Kind of like right. they got popular again, right. like last yeah. year or two years ago. Really yeah. thin on the bottom. Yeah. And then black. The right. He thinks, though, that he's going to want to seem more important than he really is. He's going to have bigger glasses, wider glasses, darker frames, thicker length, thicker rims. So he's going to have big, dark, thick glasses. And he looks through tons of glasses, like a whole bucket of glasses, and he finally finds a he, big, dark, thick pair. Yeah, and he also believes that he wants those glasses to also kind of hide the eyes like he wouldn't right. just wear contacts or no whatever. he's like gonna wear the glasses still wanted yeah. the glasses to kind of yeah hide behind also to see right to see because 
seeing was important. Right. Yeah. To see people to kill. That's what we need to see. <laughs> see more people to murder. Yeah. They put the bust <laughs> with the thick glasses on. And of course, just like Bunchy, I don't know how, no. right away. Well, you know how in this one, yeah. this was a good yeah, this sculpture. Was good. Right. Bunchy this was is true, shit. but still. Yeah. This his old neighbor. So this woman is watching. Her name is Wanda, Wanda Flannery. Wanda Flannery is watching the show with her daughter, Eva. And they say, oh, and they're in Denver. And they go, oh, my God, it's Bob Clark. It's Bob Clark, Bob. her neighbor, Bob. They swear to God that this bust of John is their na- old neighbor, not even their current neighbor, their old neighbor, Bob Clark. Now, why Wanda knows Bob, because also they say later that her friend, one of her best friends, was the one who married Bob Bob. again. So John List is now Bob Clark, living in Denver, Colorado, and remarried to to Wanda's friend Dolores. Dolores. So Wanda, being awesome, right away calls the FBI, the number Mm -hmm. on the show. She says, John is Bob. Bob had then just moved to Richmond, Virginia. So mm-hmm. he was living in Denver, moved with Wanda's friend Dolores. They're living in Richmond. He is a still an accountant because mm-hmm. that's the Can't one thing he knows how to do. an old dog, new tricks. The FBI goes right to where he's working, Bob Clark, and arrest him at work. Mm-hmm. They say, are you Bob Clark? And he goes, yeah. And they said, are you John List? And he still kind of just stared at him and said, no, I'm mm-hmm. Bob Clark. And they go, no, you're John List. And they arrest him he goes to trial it's a huge like sensational oh my God. giant also, trial we forgot. there was a scar oh behind yeah his yes. ear, right and so the guy had also added the, the scar anthropologist and had wanda recognized scar, it and that's what wanda knew and so that's when they said like are you bob clark he's like yeah and then oh, they and the glasses were said, spot on like identical oh that was my what God, was that weird. Was, was the glasses crazy. were identical um they put the picture. So then, you know, they were like, are you Bob Clark? No. Um, are you? Or he said, yeah. Are you John List? No. And then they said, well, what about the scar? You are John right. List. And like I had even watching the forensic files and them talking about it on the reenactment. Right. I got like goosebumps. It was crazy. The picture of the him picture. and the bus were identical. And it was on the front yeah. page of the New York Times. The This creation um, that was made by the forensic anthropologist with the glasses that right. he chose, like out of just a bin of glasses. He right. was like, ah. he just knew by right. the Frank gentleman yes. psychologist who looks like the gentleman yes. from Buffy gave him that the glasses would be big ass glasses. And that's what he had. Big ass glasses. It was nuts. I can't right. wait for you to go to our Facebook page right. and look at it right now right. because it's crazy. He was spot on. Right. Oh spot my God. On. So they have this huge trial. In the trial comes out, Bob says, I had a really hard time because he found he had just found out that Helen had syphilis and he kind of went crazy. And then he found out that his daughter wanted to be an actress and she's a witch. And also being an actress a witch. means you're a witch. Yeah. They weren't going to church. So they're trying to kind of go with like a, he went kind of psycho for a minute because his family was going psycho. He was afraid that his family would eventually turn away from the church. Right. And let me bring your attention. If you have the stomach to watch this episode of Forensic Files, um, taking, even though Frank, 
Bender. Was that his yes. name? Yeah. Even though Frank Bender was amazing and didn't put a weird wig or anything on his no. clay sculpture. A Jean Shallot wig. Um, yeah. There was nothing insane about his creation. There was something insane about the opening episode, um, the opening scene of this episode where the List family was singing a hymn in church. Yes. And Patricia, the girl the who they hired... Yeah. To be Patricia. The reenactment Patricia. Was wearing a horrible a really Twilight terrible wig. Twilight wig. That- a Bella wig. A be- terrible Bella tri- Twilight wig that's askew it and was, tall. Right. It was but akin, long. It was akin to right. the horrible wig on poor Bunchy's Bunchy. Yeah. Fake bun terrible wigs throughout Forensic Files. So Their wig budget is fifty cents. Why Forensic Files? Why couldn't you just hire a Someone teenager with long, with dark long hair. brown hair? Why there were plenty of people that you hired for the background that looked normal. parishioners of the right. church. Why is this actress it's, wearing a wig? Yeah. There's a tucking, tucking happening and a puffing. And a crookedness. A crookedness. Yeah. And then a side puffing. It's terrible. You just needed to find someone right. with brown hair. Just, ma'am, do you have brown hair? Sure. All right. Pluck go in this I got 20 bucks for to you. Yeah. Can you sing this hymn? Sure I can. Terrible. Thank you. I I didn't understand. That was no. the first thing. It stopped me dead in my... Right. Before a bad the wig takes you the out eye. of the illusion. A bad wig I takes you out. I lost it. Right. I lost it in scene one. Right. Mm-mm. Not good. So the trial, <laughs> they find him guilty on all counts. Of course. I mean, he admitted it in the letter. Why go to a trial? Why he go through all this? He also said... Come on. That after he killed them all and dragged them on a sleeping bag into the ballroom, that he said a prayer over them. Mm-hmm. He Thanks. prayed for them at least. That's nice. Thanks, Thank John. You. And when you shot your mom in the face. Yeah. Even if she was an Ed Gein mom. He didn't pray over her. No. Just, Just his family. His children. The children and, and Helen. Wife. Good grief, John. He's not well. Awful. He died in 2008 of pneumonia, so he has passed. Remember that he had a wife, Dolores, and for a time, she didn't believe that he was guilty. She actually made a statement that said, I love my husband. I can't believe that he did this. He admitted to it in a Um, letter in his own handwriting. It's his family. He's in those pictures. Who else would have? It's his mother. Mm -mm, He's not right. No. You didn't notice he was socially awkward and weird he at told, any point? He told Dolores that his wife died of cancer. Well. Nope. Dolores, no. he murdered her. She died of... Uh, of a gunshot. Sh- yeah. Being shot in the head. Yeah. That did it. Oh. And then you find that he could have solved some money problems if he would have just opened his eyes in his own home. He did live in a mansion... And one of his skylights was actually a Tiffany skylight. Mm -hmm. So in an article I read, another podcast you can listen to, the skylight was worth at least $100,000. And in 1971, that would have cleared out of everything. So maybe just be aware of your home. But it didn't clear his mental illness. No, he clearly is mentally ill. From childhood had had some aces that he couldn't 
no, some trauma in mm-hmm. his the impression he gave to other people was what mattered to him. Yeah. And when that falls apart, his entire life yeah. falls apart yeah. and you destroy everything in that life mm-hmm. and you try to start over. Terrible. But he died in jail and in Trenton, New Jersey, and he is called the Boogeyman of Westfield in New Jersey. That's a pretty good name. Gross. So after that happened, they would refer to him as the boogeyman. Ugh, I bet. Terrible. Yep. He drive by a house where someone murdered their whole family. He, um, what did I find out about him? He died in 2008 of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lived a long time. He did. I was surprised. A long time in jail, and he looked a thousand at the trial. Yeah, he did. Oh. Um, and no one claimed his body. Well, well, because he killed yeah, not his even Dolores' family, but no. Dolores didn't she moved come on. either. She apparently figured it out. Yeah. So he was he eventually was buried next to his mother. Oh, I'm sure he, he appreciates that. Yeah, and she appreciates that too. Thanks. In Michigan, thanks for putting so, him right next to me. I love it. The house was destroyed, though, right? And I think well, they no destroyed in there. the Tiffany window too because they probably just yeah I don't bulldozed know. the yeah, house. They just gonna, like ripped everything ugh, down by where the boogeyman lives. Yeah, Eek. that's a sad one. That's a really sad story. It's really sad. Interesting. And it's yeah riveting. The psychology of it is right. What can drive someone to do such a right nightmarish? Wake up and then decide that's what you're going to do, and just live and with go it through it and live with it like a normal person. For Eighteen more years. Go to what work. Go, to, go church. to church. He continued to to volunteer at his church. Why would you not? He knew it was wrong, but I guess. Ooh, what just care. happened? We got an email. An email that says, shut up. <laughs> Stop this. Where are you? I'm tired of letting the dogs out. Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> so who who knows what could have helped the situation besides him just running away by himself and leaving his family be? Oh. Because this guy was mental. <sighs> Terrible. Don't marry a mental guy, uh-uh. but I still will make that mistake. Maybe it didn't the help didn't the situation. Help judge. No, she had poor judgment because of that. I know. And All right. she was also blind. Yeah, kind she of. couldn't see that he was mental. I don't know. Mm-mm. Ugh. Sorry. Well, that's another episode <laughs> for us. If you listen, you subscribe to get more just thrilling stories like this rate us check us out on facebook look for some pictures of the episode we'll get some yes, good ones for we you. have some really yes. good ones this, these anyway we hope you're doing well in all of this and we hope you listen again soon bye-bye yeah bye